This is Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Community Roundtable. As I have been promising and delivering each uh, week this month, we've been introducing you or reintroducing you to our awesome teammates here at the station. And because we have four stations, you know their voices. So as I do each Sunday, I allow my guests to introduce themselves, and then we get right to the subject at hand. Good morning. Good morning. It is Matt McCoy, or as I have somehow become known as Busboy McCoy. <laughs> what? Already? <laughs> On I mean, 92 Zoo. You're yes. starting this off with a nickname. Yes. No, please, I, please explain that. Oh, my goodness. So, of course, you know, we lost Leanne tragically um, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And she was the lunch lady. Yes, she was. And, and so will forever be. Forever is right. Mm-hmm. So when she got sick, I started filling in because she wasn't able to come in and do her show. And the, the lunch hour is all requests, so it's a big show. And it was the lunch lady. So as a joke... I said, I need to call myself something since she is the lunch lady. And the listeners, <laughs> the listeners, the dubbed, listeners me dubbed me Busboy McCoy. And so um, it's, it's kind of stuck. And you know what? I think it also works well because you actually drive the WNSP bus. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. That's <laughs> that is so. Oh my gosh, Kelly, that's brilliant. <laughs> You know, see, we work well I together. I do drive Air Sports 1 you for WN, th- but th- so that was my first thought. I'm literally a double busboy. Oh, you my go. gosh. I just, wow. You're starting new things Mine here. is blown. Oh, Mine is blown. Oh, my gosh. So everybody, first of all, love, love, loves you, and I'm in that fan club, too. Well, thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Back me up a little bit, though. So where are you from? Uh, originally, I was born in Trent, New Jersey, right? But I moved to my hometown, Beaver, Pennsylvania, which is about 20 minutes north of Pittsburgh, uh, when I was two. Well, and I mean... I know I smile when I say my hometown, but why are you smiling like that? Because it's just the name of my hometown. You can't escape it. Uh, over the years, it's just people are like, no, for real. You're really from there? I'm like, yes, I'm from Beaver, Pennsylvania. But a lot of people know Beaver Falls because of Joe Namath, okay. which is right next door. And and so I get a lot of people are like, wait, is that where Joe Namath's from? And I'm like, well, yeah, right next door. But Like, yeah. like literally right next door? The, the two cities are very close, like okay. across the river from each other. So you're a geography teacher too. I see you. Well, you know, <laughs> I try to uh, diversify my job hustles. So, so as I rib my uh, <laughs> by Tony in the morning about his NFL team, you know, you and I go back and forth about your NFL team. Yes, um, you cheer for them. I you, do. You still do the Steelers. Oh my gosh, absolutely! If you grew up anywhere near Pittsburgh Next in the seventies, yes, question. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but that, that will, we'll get to that. Why I'm asking that a little bit later. So okay, so you move from. From there to where? What's next? Um, I actually, I went to school in Cannon University for radio. Uh, uh, a lot of people ask me all the time, do you have to go to school for radio? You don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned more, I think, on how it really works from the people who were doing it for years. I learned the basics in college, and I learned real-life experience in the workplace. What was your major in college? So, okay, I urge your loins for this one, because I know you don't see this one coming. Hold I got up now. Hold on. It's I, Sunday. I actually got it. <laughs> That's in the Bible. Um, so, so, so I got accepted to pre med. Uh, I was going to be a pediatrician, and um, I was actually in the top ten percent of my class in high school. That and doesn't I, surprise me. I went to to Gannon University in uh-huh. Erie, Pennsylvania. Took my first calculus course. Went and found my advisor and was like, "Get me out of here." What was no. it about that course? Oh my gosh, the math, the calculus. The, I was like, Mm-mm, "No, no." And he said, "Well, what do you want to do?" 
And I said, well, I've done a little bit of radio. And he said, you know, it's funny you say, say that. They have an opening doing mornings on the college radio station. Look at that. So I was the only one dumb enough in college to get up at 6 a.m. and trudge down to the basement of the Zern Science Center to do a morning show. I don't think, I don't think that's the right way to describe you. I think you were creative. Thank you. And, I yes. like that a lot better. Yes. And you were getting a jump on the competition. True. And you know what? This is, this is how long ago this was. I was actually queuing vinyl records back then. Like wax? Like wax. <laughs> like the thing that's come back now, like back then, that's what we had. So If you say reel to reel, I'm out of here. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> No, it's that's not, a radio it the, joke. It was not real to real, which is the old tape, the old yeah. brown tape. Yeah, so, no. So okay, so you're six a.m. You're you're doing the show. Was it Monday through Friday? Yes, it was Monday through Friday. Ooh. One of my fraternity brothers every once in a while would be there. It was Mike and Matt in the morning, but he was also a bartender. So there were times he was still up from the night before. There were times he just wouldn't show up. So it was uh-huh. always a fun experiment that's for sure. Probably where you get that work. I mean, that your work ethic that you have is, is brilliant, by the way, but you're able to utilize that because you're able to fill in on so many different jobs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, and, and that's the that's the key, especially now. And you know this, Kelly, from your background, too, is is all the media is kind of like merged. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be, well, I'm in TV or I'm in radio. Or I'm in journalism. Well, now it's all one. That's right. You know, it's all come together. I'm glad you pointed out that you don't have to have a degree because many people see people on TV or radio or print and they think, oh, they went to school for that. Many don't. No. But it's about that experience that you have. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Because your resume may may be a little bare when it comes to um, a certain side of it. But if you have that experience, people need you. Yeah, and if it's something you're interested in, you have to be multifaceted now because if you're not, you won't be able to keep up. That's right. That's right. I always say, because when I work for the Marine Corps, you have to be expeditious, and meaning that you have to be good at so many different things so that if it came down to that job being offered to you or the other person, they look at your resume and say, well, this person can do so much more. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's the same thing with us, too. So that's how the busboy has been created, I guess. <laughs> I love that you've just rediscovered that name <laughs> times two. I, honest to goodness, when you said that, I was like, I almost fell off my chair. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> that's what friends are for. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you're doing this weekly show. Yes. Now, were you in college, were you a, I will say, a better than me student, meaning that you were able to conquer college in less than four years? I mean, my college years took a lot longer. No, no, I did I did four. Awesome. Four years, awesome. I did. Yeah, and I was doing great up until my senior year, and then I was like, "I wonder why? Why am I working so hard? <laughs> I haven't even really played. I need to play." And then, but gotcha. I mean, I still graduated. It's so. good to be real. It's good to be real. Okay, yeah. so you graduate now. What? Okay, so I had. Oh, this is a great question. You're so good. I've always said there's only a few people that ever would ever terrify me if I did anything wrong and I was being interviewed. Kelly Finley would be one of them because this girl does not play. All right, so I'm looking I, into his eyes. I graduated, I graduated, and I had two opportunities at exactly the same time. One of my other fraternity brothers was starring in a an action film in New York, and wanted me to come and be like a, one of the henchmen of this action film, and also do grip right. In New York City. Explain what a grip is. That's the person that moves the equipment, sets everything up, maybe holds the boom for sound, that kind of thing. And I also got an offer to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and be on a country radio station, WACT, literally four blocks from Bryant-Denny Stadium, and start my radio career. They were both offered to me at the same time for virtually the same amount of money. Now, before you tell us the decision that you made, what did you consider when it came to both sides of this argument? (sighs) I think uh, what ultimately 
made me pick radio as a career, although radio really pretty much picked me, um, was the fact that this was one movie and I didn't know what would be coming next. Radio was a career and there were more chances to advance and to continue on in radio. So that's what I picked. That sage advice that you're giving while telling your true life experience. Right. Because there's someone right now listening, they're at a crossroads. And this pandemic has really, right, has really shown people that, first of all, we're not promised tomorrow. Nope. And if you have some talents, go for it. Absolutely. And you clearly knew that you were talented on both sides, but you made a decision for a moment versus a career. Yes. And it was hard because it sounded like so much fun. I took six weeks of Shaolin Do Kung Fu to learn how to punch, take a punch, fall. I mean, I was I of was ready. You did. I was ready to go. And then it was like I was like, Yeah, but I mean, this is one thing. What if and I've never the movie never I never heard of it. So I don't even know if it ever came out. So Well, they shut down production because you weren't part of it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the grip boy. We don't have the grip, have the grip he, boy. He, he He's not here. He, we need him. We, yeah, we can't do without him. So. so, so you head to your first gig. Now, were you? And I know from a genre standpoint, many people like one or the other. Did yeah. you like all so that you were able to nicely fit into a country music station? No, actually, it was funny because being from where I'm from, you know, just north of Pittsburgh, that was a rock town, and that's what I grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know country. I thought country was Waylon and Willie and Reba. And it was, but not in that particular time. That was the young country. That was the Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, Clint Black, that 1989 genre of of country, Tim McGraw. Was it before uh, Garth Brooks took on that other name? Yes, it was before Chris Gaines. Yes, it was. <laughs> I remember it took me so long to figure <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was such a bad failed experiment in music. <laughs> what, what, oh, why would they do that? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so so you're working You're working more with the younger artists on, on, in, in the country. In the country, yeah. And, it, and it was so, it was such a, an eye-opening experience. But you know what? It made me love country. Mm-hmm. It really did because of all the artists that I have met over the years, Outside of folk artists, country artists were the nicest, most down-to-earth real people. Really? They really were. I mean, just real, straight up, some of the best conversations I've ever had. Your format, was it very similar to what we see you doing today? Yeah, it was. Okay, it so, really was. So who was that, that guest that really wowed you? Oh, man. I've had so many good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, my, a wow guest. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard because there were so many well, great ones. Um, I got to interview Garth Brooks dr- right before his first performance in Nashville, and that was absolutely incredible because I expected him to be something he wasn't, like his nose up in the air. Correct, uh-huh. and he was every anything but that. I love that when you get to when you look up to someone or you've admired them from a distance, and then because of our careers, you're able to interview them, and they just hit it out the park with being. Real people, nice people. I yeah. mean, not, not perfect because there's nobody perfect. No, no, no. But just seeing how they're they're what you thought they'd be, but better. And I think my other favorite interview, and this was was recently, was this when the Struts came and we did a, like a one on one interview for some fans at Soul Kitchen. They Luke and their they were so amazing. They were just so I don't you just see them as these glam rock stars, but then when you sit down and you're actually having a conversation with them, you're like, wow, like so you go to the store too, and and like you eat microwave food too and like, <laughs> like 
you you buy one get one free you do too look at that <laughs> i love this hey if you're just tuning in uh, welcome to the show that is the matt mccoy um, he is on every station possible i mean and and others we probably don't even know about but um i don't even know we're, other we're, dimensions <laughs> and we're, we're talking about how he got to mobile all right so where are we in the story so now you're in tuscaloosa right how long were you there i was there for two years okay. right and then i went to do rock in fayetteville north carolina right in the shadow of fort bragg not marines but you know it was still army hey you Air know what Force. i i admire all those in uniform i mean there are the few in the proud that, that are called is the very U- very United true states marines very Ura. very true yes <laughs> yes indeed semper fi <laughs> but so and then i went from there to muscle shoals alabama then i was hired by a station in huntsville alabama and then i got a chance to do what for me growing up was my dream job and that was doing top 40 at kiss fm in memphis which is where Rick Dees actually really blew up and got his start back in the day. And he was one of my radio heroes. Did you have one of those moments when you were hired where you'd walk down the halls and you're like, Rick Dees was here yes, and Rick yes, Dees looked yes. over there. Oh, yes. And for those of you who don't know, because I know if you're listening to Zoo, you might not know Rick because he's a little older. But he was like the Ryan Seacrest of the 80s when Top 40 music was huge. Yes. And he worked in the same building I did. And they kept his studio exactly the way it was. And it was a production studio. So from time to time, I'd do a great Rick D's impersonation. Do it. I would go in the studio. I would turn the on-air light. And then I would hit all page on the phone. So it would go throughout the entire building. And I would go, <laughs> it's me, Rick D's. <laughs> I'm back in my studio. I'm not leaving this time, Memphis. I'm here forever. <laughs> and people would be like, Matt, get out of the studio. <laughs> Busted. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm Rick D's. So right. it, was, it was great. Wow. It was awesome. How long were you there? I was there for two years in Memphis, Mm -hmm. um, and then then I got a chance to come here. When you came here, had you been to Mobile before? Did you know about Mobile? No. I I literally knew – I knew nothing about it. And it's so funny how it happened. And this is a great – I know this is kind of community roundtable, but this is a great lesson in life too. Sometimes you never know know, where you're going to go. You really don't. And and that whole whole theory of being nice to everyone as you're climbing the ladder – because you never know when you're going to have to come back down. Wait, you better preach it. <laughs> that that's a big deal. I mean, I I I burned very few bridges in my career because I treated everyone the way I wanted to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got an opportunity to do mornings in Birmingham, right, or to come here, much like the movie versus doing radio. Okay, so right? what were you, what was your deciding factor? What happened was the day I was supposed to leave to go to Birmingham for my second interview, I got a call from WABB. Legendary station here in Mobile, much like 92 Zoo, Heritage Station. Uh, and they wanted me to come for a first interview. And I was like, man, well, I got this other one. I'm already on interview number two. In the way corporate radio works, the next day they had a riff, which is called a reduction in force. And they fired the entire staff of the radio station that I was supposed to go interview for. In Birmingham. In Birmingham. Well, there's decision made. So everyone who I was supposed to go see was gone, (laughs) escorted out of the building. And I was like, okay, Lord, I get it. I'm not supposed to go to Birmingham. (laughs) (laughs) Message received. Message received. So I came down here. I met with, uh, much like uh, 92 Zoo, WABB was locally owned and operated at the time. Mm -hmm. And I met with the owner on his boat in Orange Beach. It was, La-dee-da. it was so nice. <laughs> and and I was like, this is really, this is such a great place. 
It's fantastic. Like the vibe of, of Mobile is amazing. And I love how you're sharing all the stops along the way because, again, if you're interested in getting in this business, rarely are you hearing about people who start somewhere and stay somewhere True. and end somewhere. Yeah. It, you have to go and get that experience. You need that diversity and thought and people and zip codes and colors and shapes and sizes to be better at what it is you're trying to do. That, yeah. And you, you're proof positive. And you've got staying power. I've tried. <laughs> Well, and, and let me let me address let, let me address the the obvious that we need to touch on because Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, your costumes that you have, <laughs> I have never seen anything like this in my life. You know, I I I, I blame the the TV industry for the start of that. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> I blame that for I actually and Kelly knows this, but one of the side hustles I did when I was here in Mobile was I used to do live live car commercials during the today show and so they would they would, would if you're not familiar that sometimes is a 90 second break or yes, a 60 second yes. break in between on the today shows on nbc right so my former station right and so real quickly he would pop up and he has to do something memorable yeah so that you will want to come if not buy a car at least know that that chicken <laughs> <laughs> that guy in the chicken suit <laughs> The one I got the most was Elvis. That was the one that the most people remembered. I, I got like it was like fifty fifty on Elvis. Like, hey, weren't you Elvis this Halloween? Yeah, I was. As a matter of fact, I was. I've actually grown into the the chubby Elvis years. <laughs> right, right. Well, listen, we all age a different way. Correct. And you know what? I think it's a blessing if you're a little on the um, finer side of life. And attractiveness doesn't come in a size. There so. you go. <laughs> there you go. And and most of all, though, of all these titles that you've had, of all these, because here here you are the program director. No, no. I'm, I'm pro- sorry. I mean, promotions director. Yes, promotions. Excuse me, excuse yes, me. yes. Promotions director. And so you're responsible for making sure all four stations are highlighted in a certain way. Yeah. On top of being on the air. Right. Right? A lot on your plate. But of all these titles and places that you've been, the proudest you are is being called dad. Absolutely. Right? Well, without a doubt. I've got two kids, single dad, and and they're uh, they're my heart, my light, my life. You know that. I do. <laughs> I, I really do. And that's where we bonded. I mean, back in my TV days, you used to come on the show. I did. You and uh, Gossip. I, I would already start laughing. I would already start laughing before you said a word. Because you knew I was going to come and dress as something crazy I did. usually. And I did. And I try to be as professional as possible. But sometimes, I mean, thank goodness for commercial breaks. <laughs> But let me tell you, as much fun as he is, he's so sincere. And on my last show, because I stepped away from TV as a single parent, yeah. raising two children, getting up at 2 a.m. Right. and um, you know having my kids basically raise themselves, I made a choice. I came to the fork in the road, and I decided it was more important to be their mother. And they know me other than that that lady on TV is in my house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But here's where I really just fell in love with you as my friend, is that on my very last day, you and Gossip Greg showed up with cupcakes to say goodbye. Yep, and flowers. Yeah. Yes, and flowers, and I have that picture, and it was so meaningful to me because in this industry, unfortunately, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you don't want people to know about. Which is true. You know, I mean, it's just a real... Not not nice industry. You cannot have a thin skin. You and, cannot. And, and be cannot. in the media at all. You cannot. You, but you, when you, you find gems of people, people, men and women and young and old and white and black and, you know, just from different places in the world, you hold on to that. And so I just, I always have wanted to, especially on air, say thank you to oh, you. Oh, you're welcome. And look, let me tell you something about Kelly Finley that you probably already know, but if you don't know, <laughs> that is a very hard choice to make because... At the time that Kelly stepped away, you were, I must say you were on top because you really were. I mean, you were like on the cover of every local magazine, like every every event, charity event. I swear you were emceeing it or you were part of it and you were just in the community. And so to have to say, no, my kids are more important. 
that is huge. Thank and that's you. that's what I try to do with my kids while juggling all these flaming balls in and the air. And you do though, and thank you for that compliment and I'll give it right back to you. You do because you um you post the fun, the real, the oh, yeah. the, the stories Ooh. of what the dogs did last uh. weekend. And you and what's so beautiful about what you do is rarely do we get to see the side of a single dad. Right. And a single dad that's involved. Right. And a single dad who's like, yeah, I got my kids this weekend. Where's the party? As yeah. opposed to I have my kids this weekend. Maybe we can party next weekend. Right, right. And you you know the importance of of your role uh, especially to your daughter because you want her to find a man that is just solid like you and your son to know the type of man to grow up to be and it's so funny hearing your stories how much your son is so much like he, you he, honest to goodness he is <laughs> i joke all the time man my my daughter's my thinker my son's my stinker because <laughs> i swear he is me made over I, I so many times i look at my and those of you who have children will understand those of you who don't someday you will know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. i look at him and he doesn't have to say anything i already know what he's thinking and i'm like no you can't do that because you're gonna break the window you already you, know yeah, you don't you don't think you will but you can't you're gonna break it like it's not it's, you cannot jump from there to there you won't make it you're gonna break it you're gonna break your back no do not do it so what would you say because I know how supportive your mom is of you and, yeah. and, and your love of... She was a single mom. She was. Back when it was not the norm. Hello. When, when you get the stink eye. When, when, like, literally, if you didn't have a man, you weren't going to make it. Right. And oh. she said, oh, oh, watch me. That's right. What would you say to her right now? Because this is, of course, um, this is the last Sunday of 2020. Yeah. Right? What would you say to your mom as a thank you? Um, I think what I would say to my mom, I would say to all the single moms, which is... Thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you for all the nights that I know you cried yourself to sleep thinking, how am I going to make this work? You know what I'm saying? Because I know there were many nights now as a single dad where you just you just lose it. Yep. But you never lose it in front of the kids, Mm-mm. you know, because you stay strong for them. So I would I would say thank you for that strength. And also, thank you for teaching me to be me and not be afraid to be myself regardless of who you were with or where you were with. And what you were doing, because that that has made a success of me in this business, in the media, when so many people will tell you you're this, you're that you need to be this, you need to be that because of her strength. I'm like, no, I'm going to be this guy. You're not supposed to make me cry on my own. Show, man. <laughs> I mean, that that's that is so meaningful. And, and I want and that's and that's for all parents too, not just single parents. Right. It's for everybody. Right. So I'm not I'm definitely not knocking. You know, both parents together, you know, if you if you have that that joy and that love for your kids mm-hmm. and you can inspire them that way, man, please do it because it 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 goes on. And can I just add that the gift of time is is something that you can never get back. And you True. think about how many people we've lost in this year and how many families have just been, you know, oh, changed. Leanne. Yes. Perfect example. A perfect example. And w- one thing I said to Tim, and I've said this um, on air as well, is I love that Leanne knew that she was loved in real time. Mm-hmm. She knew her family was just in love with her. She knew her radio family was in love with her. She was loved while here. Yep. And many times, unfortunately, there are people on this planet who not until they're laid to rest do they get the flowers. Yeah. And so I love the fact that she lived life to the fullest. And we miss her so much. She was fierce. I mean, absolutely. The most fierce 
fighter of this radio station, this format yep, yep. that I have ever seen. Well, tell tell them where she's from. Oh, well, well, she's ahead. from Michigan. Well, so no, 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 say she's, a little... she's from Detroit, that's it, which that's is where it. Kelly's from. That's right, that's yeah, y'all want some some fighting ladies, man? Get you one from Detroit. Hey, you know what? We Ooh. sit we sit next to Matt, man, so you know Lord, there's no backing down. <laughs> I mean, and and listen, Leanne weighed ninety pounds, soaking wet with rocks in her pocket, and that girl would go toe to toe with yeah. anybody over uh, anything that had to do with ninety two zoo. Yeah. The the format or or her family. That's I mean, it. well, there was woo. that get you a Leanne. Com- I mean, for- coming at you like a Wolverine, man. <laughs> Michigan Wolverines, darn right. Hail to the victors. There you go. go ahead, Big there Ten. you go. I digress. Sorry, roll time. Um, <laughs> 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 Something else that you that may surprise people is yeah. that. Um, not that you are a man of your faith and and, and a man so deeply um, humbled right. by a greater cause and a greater being, but sure. that at one time you were a youth pastor. I was. I was and a lot of people – thank you for bringing that up mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't know this, and this is what I'm talking about when I say – diversifying your life. It doesn't just have to be about your career or family or whatever. You know, make sure your whole life is full. Um, yeah, when I was at WABB and we were literally the number one morning show for this huge radio station, just like 92 Zoo, like I was asked to be a youth pastor at Government Street United Methodist Church. And so I was like, I don't think I'm qualified for this. But the pastor was like, I see something in you and you relate to the kids so well. I think you can really Make a difference. So for five years, I was the adjunct youth pastor at Government Street United Methodist Church. What's the biggest lesson you learned from that? Woo, man. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot. Um, I'm probably going to bring it back around to this because I don't know if you're going to ask this question. But I think the biggest thing, there's two big things that I learned from that. All right. The, the, the first biggest thing was whew, sometimes you just got to be there. And when you're on the right path, a lot of things are going to come along to try to knock you off because they don't want you to be on the right path. So if you're struggling through something right now, and I know 2020 was a struggle for everybody, and all these things are coming at you, take a look at where you are because you're probably going the right way, and everything's trying to keep you from that. The second thing was I actually learned the real meaning of life. And every time I get interviewed, any chance I get a chance to tell this story, I'm like, oh, I got to tell this story. And I even told Kelly coming on, I said, we got to get to that last question. We got to get to that last Uh, question. Hey, you asked, I deliver. And it's community roundtable. So if there is one thing that I can give to you, it would be this. Because people say it all the time, what's the meaning of life? My mom, who was hilarious growing up, I used to ask her and she would be like, somebody got to cut the grass. (laughs) But that is not actually the meaning of life. So um, here's the story. One of my favorite authors is named Robert Fulcham. He wrote a book in the early 90s called uh, Everything I Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. It was a huge book, but he had a sequel to it called It Was on Fire When I Lay Down on It. I know. That's a whole other story. But in there, he told this amazing story, and I shared it with the kids, and it, it's changed so many of their lives. One of them went into the military, came back, and was actually uh, became a pastor at that church at Government Street United Methodist. I think he's still there. I'm not sure if Chris is still there or not, but here's the story. He went to, he was a Unitarian pastor, and he went to Greece to learn about Greek culture from this professor named Christos Papaderos, right? He said, after a week of Greek culture, our minds are full. The professor asked, are there any questions? He said, whenever I get the chance, I always say, what's the meaning of life? He said, most people chuckle and they shuffle papers, and that's how the meeting ends on some ridiculous note. Except in this particular case, the professor held up his hand, and he said, are you serious about that question? And the Unitarian pastor said, yes. And he said, I will answer it. He said, all of a sudden, people stopped shuffling papers. Everybody sat down like, okay. 
And what he said was this. And I, I might have to read the quote in a minute because I want to I want to do it justice when I get there. Um, he said, when I was a kid, the island of Greece was invaded by the Nazis in World War Two. We actually stood up to them and drove them back. So they came back stronger the second time and wiped out nearly everything in the village. He said, so growing up, I had virtually nothing. No, no, you know, barely any food, barely any toys, anything at all. He said, one day I was walking home and there was a mirror from a motorcycle that had been knocked over that was broken. So I picked the biggest piece of that mirror and I sanded the edges and I would play with that mirror. He said, I would try to reflect the light, you know, and, and, and get it into shadows and dark places. He was like, you know, it was just my game. It was my, my kind of thing as a kid. He said, and then I got older and I thought about it. And this is where I'm going to read the quote because I, I do not want to mess this up. <clears throat> Are you ready? I'm ready. As I became a man, I grew to understand that this was not just a child's game, but a metaphor for what I and everyone can do with their life. I came to understand that I'm not the light or the source of the light, but in truth, understanding, experience, knowledge, I can shine that in many dark places. I'm a fragment of a mirror whose whole design and shape I do not know. Nevertheless, with what I have, I can reflect light in the darkest of places in this world, dark places of the human hearts, dark places in the world, depressed, deprived places, and change them in some way. And others, perhaps seeing that, will do likewise. That is what the meaning of life is. Maddie Matt, as I call him, has us all all in the fields. We are out of time, but we are overflowing with love. I figured that would probably love. do it. I figured that would You're probably so do wonderful. it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I hope love, that helped somebody. It, it helped somebody. It helped this somebody right here. Okay. And I love you, my friend. Wishing you a very happy new year. Yes, Thank you, you too and everybody. Show. And I have your Christmas present right here so you can open it. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Community Roundtable. Stay with us, 251 Now, with Kelly Finley up next. You've been listening to Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNS. 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of Community Roundtable on the Sound of Mobile.